nice thing about music these days, the music industry, is because it has changed completely, we're getting to know so many people who have started to make music. And then one by one, because you only have to record one song at a, at a time, they're getting out there. So today, Melinda is the artist that we're getting to know. She actually has been making music for a while, but we're getting to know her as a brand new artist and her song, James, which we'll explain later. Melinda, hello, how are you doing? Hi, Janine. I'm great. Thank you. How are you today? Fine and fabulous. Thank you very much. So firstly, we've got to get to know you. I mean, all we know so far is you've got a a gorgeous voice and you can write music and that kind of thing. But you know, when before you put on your makeup or your shoes, when you still got your stokies on and before the first cup of coffee, who's Melinda there at home? Oh my goodness, before the first cup of coffee. <laughs> I don't think you want to know who I am before the first cup of coffee. Um, well, I'm a farm girl, first and foremost. I grew up on a sheep farm in the Northern Cape. And I think that's part of why I love country so much. <laughs> Very relatable for me. Um, but yeah, I'm a I'm an artist at heart. I'm a singer, I'm a dancer, a writer, um, actress. I studied musical theatre, so yeah, that's me. I've just always wanted to sing and dance. Does that make you an extrovert, someone who needs people around you? Do you like your quiet time sometimes as well? I both. I definitely need to see people every day and work with people. I get completely depressed if I don't, (laughs) but I definitely recharge by myself when it's just me. And that's when you can start thinking because that's the other thing about artists yeah, you think too much. Uh, if you're alone and your oh, brain sure. starts going, don't you get yourself spiraling sometimes? Isn't it hard to think oh, too much? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> always, always. But I have to say that is always, well, not always, but a lot of the time that's where my best songs come from because you just go down this rabbit hole and then, yeah, <laughs> you go from there. My mother calls them external processes, people who have to either write or music or something to get your thoughts penned down so that they make sense to you. It's always, you know, and then the rest of us have the privilege of enjoying the music that comes out of you then. Um, but then it does help to right. be a Christian now because if you start spiraling and going down that rabbit hole and you don't have Jesus as hope and to bring you some kind of peace. So when did you meet him? That's hard to say. Um, uh, my parents, I was raised really in the word and I was really raised to know God my whole life long. Um, I was in a, in a Christian school as well. So the Bible <laughs> and God was really a part of every single thing that I did and and every single subject and everything from a very young age. And I, I really know that I'm so privileged to be able to say that um, and that I have this wealth of of knowledge, biblical knowledge that that not everyone has. And I'm so grateful for that upbringing. So for me, it has just always been there. Having said that, it's still challenged. I mean, you went to study musical theater right there. You're already confronted with different kinds of opinions and sometimes even a cynicism. um, People saying, yeah, I know that's the right answer, but how do you know it's true? That kind of thing. Wasn't it a challenge then? It was definitely a challenge, and I did find myself in college kind of drifting, not from God, but from Christianity, and questioning questioning a few things myself and deconstructing my faith, which in hindsight was a good thing, because I think at that point my faith was something that had been taught to me, mm. and by deconstructing it and asking the hard questions, um, I found my own faith, 
um, and my own relationship with God. And there's something that Andy Stanley said that I'll never forget. I watched a sermon of his one day and he said, God wants you to ask questions. He will never expect you not to ask a question because the questions get you closer to him. Um, and what he said is that you just have to be careful how you ask the question rather than saying, God, if you are good, then why? Your approach should be, God, I know you are good, so mm-hmm. then why? And then you get questions in that light, but it's based on the knowledge and the acceptance that you already know that God is good. Um, yeah, and I think asking questions is not a bad thing as long as you have your heart is in the right place. Yeah, he's not daunted by our questions, that's for sure. But he also chooses whether to answer them or not, and sometimes he doesn't. And sometimes if your heart is at a place where you're asking the difficult questions and he then decides to not help out, that, that sometimes is hard, isn't it? Well, he doesn't always answer. You don't always get the answer you're looking for, but he does promise peace. And I can truly say that he has always given me peace whether I've gotten an answer or not. And um, yeah, that's what that's why what makes me sleep at night. <laughs> and then also you come now like a, the, the whole farm thing out and it's open and you look up and you see real stars. <laughs> Wasn't it a problem when you go to the city and now you go study and the whole life is like frantic and urgent and, and everything is a crisis? Wasn't that a big adjustment? Not really. I think that's that's what my brain is like. Um, I did feel at times a bit closed in. I mean, on the farm, whenever I was going through something, I could go for a walk and I could walk for kilometers on end and not see anything or anyone. (laughs) Um, And that helped. And I obviously couldn't do that in the city. But I, I think it was good for me. It was really good for me to see that way of life as well. And having kind of had both of those extremes um, gave me a lot of perspective and it actually gave me a really good perspective to be able to decide what I want going forward, the kind of life that I want to build for myself, this fast paced, go, go, go life versus a slower, more, um, yeah, more slow life. (laughs) I can only imagine. Where did you then settle finally after that, after your studies? I'm in the suburbs now. (laughs) I'm now in Durbanville. Um, After my studies, I actually went back to the farm because it was COVID and it was locked down and all of that. But I found my way back to Cape Town, but in the suburbs now. And I love it here. For me, it's the best of both worlds for sure. And do you do music full time or do you have to supplement it? I am also a dance teacher. So I'm teaching dance part time and then music part time. And I'm also a web designer. So I'm also running my own business on the side. Because to be a musician, you have to be uh, free to get places and your your diary needs to be free. Isn't it hard to sort of juggle everything? I mean, web designing you can do anywhere and the music you can do anywhere. Yes. But teaching dance, that is, a, that is something that happens every week, isn't it? Yes, it is. No, it definitely is a challenge. And um, the thing with music, as you know, is it, it doesn't always pay so well from the beginning. <laughs> so you, ha- you have to do something to supplement that income. Um, and you really just have to take it every step of the way and ask yourself, is my music at a place now where it would be wise and responsible for me to you know, quit my job or do music full time? Or do I still need something to fall back on? And Obviously, the dream is for my music to get for it to get to the point where my music can support me financially. 
but I love teaching dance so much. So I honestly, I'm just so blessed and I really can't complain. And it is tough juggling everything. It's really tough. <laughs> but I just think it's such a privilege to be able to, to have a job and to be able to work and to be able to do what you love and look forward to it every day. I think it's just such a blessing. So let's get practical now. Now you are creating new music. But these millions of songs out there, uh, uh, all of the decades and centuries up until now, music has been made. And these days, people don't make CDs anymore. It is only released on the internet or mostly released on the internet these days. How do you stand out as an artist, you know, wave that proverbial digital hand of yours and say, listen to my song, please. How do you get it out there? Well, number one, you really have to hammer on everything that makes you unique. So in my case, it is um, an English, well, I'm not only an English artist, but at the moment I'm making English country music, but I am an Afrikaans farm girl. I'm from the Northern Cape. I'm from the desert. Uh, The producer I worked with is Canadian and he he tells everyone, the South African, listen to this music. It's the South African farm girl (laughs) from the desert. Um, And so that's, that's what makes me unique is the South African farm girl from the desert who wants to be a Nashville artist um, and it's the little things as well like I have curly hair naturally those are the just you have to really focus on the little things that make you unique be aware of how you shape your image and your brand um, and just try not to be generic <laughs> and then of course I mean making the music and creating a brand is only a part of the equation your promotion especially social media promotion in this day and age um, have to be really good as well because like you said there are a million artists out there and they are most of them a lot of them are really good and you're probably not the best (laughs) so you have to be smart you have to be strategic well then it does help that you're a web designer i mean then at least it gives you everything you need like the inside tools to know what works and what doesn't work and and you also realize what what it takes to stay out there out of sight out of mind thing Yes. And I think another thing that makes a huge difference for an upcoming artist is to have a good team. So I have someone managing my promotions and I couldn't do it without. Initially, I thought I was going to, but there's so much that goes into every aspect of of being an upcoming artist and releasing music and trying to get yourself out there. It makes a world difference if you have a professional um, helping you with that. The thing is, so now, like you get into magazines or you have like radio interviews like this one, and um, you, now you start having a platform. But a platform is a very, it's an illusion. It sort of puts you on some kind of stage that implies that somehow you get life done better <laughs> because people ask your opinion. And isn't it a little daunting sometimes to be now on a on a public platform where people have start having expectations of you as a person? You know, for a long time, that really did scare me, especially growing up very much in the church. Um, it can be scary and <laughs> you can feel very judged. <laughs> Mm. Um, and, and I did feel like that growing up, um, and that was part of why I had to go through that, that whole process of deconstructing my faith and finding my own love for God and my own relationship. But I must say in the past few years, I've really grown a lot spiritually. I've joined an amazing church and I've just grown spiritually by leaps and bounds there. And, um, so I'm definitely in a better place of spiritual maturity and I've gotten so much peace peace with the calling, peace with the um, the journey that, that God is taking me on. Um, and also, I'm very privileged to 
have a fiance who is also very much in the public eye and has been for years and I learned a lot from him and seeing he's really so good at handling the media and so good at about what he puts out there and how he how he handles it and how he balances the media and his personal life and still keeps his privacy and I learned a lot from him yeah let's get to the music so the song James it's not predictable. I loved when I heard it. It's not like the Jesus loves me, this I know. Um, but it does like mention the name of Jesus quite boldly in the song. And um, that sometimes is very limiting. There's lots of people who literally specifically don't use that name because that'll close doors for you, not open doors for you. So did it take mm. guts or do you just feel take me as I am? Thank you very much. Well, I was warned. <laughs> I was warned that um, releasing this song as a single, you know, I could have released any other songs from an EP, um, would close doors for me. But at the end of the day, I just didn't care. I mean, there's two sides to it. Number one is one of the main reasons why I love country music is that it's still so common and acceptable to use the name of Jesus in your music and to talk about your faith in your music. It's it's a it's one as far as I'm aware, the only genre where you know if you write a pop song, you release a pop song, but it's Christian, then it's Christian pop. Or if you in other in any other style, it's the same. But in country, the song is still just considered a country song. It's not considered a Christian country song or a gospel song. Um, that's what I love about country music. And then the other side of it is that I was making a few years ago, I was making commercial music and very much like what would sell and what are people looking for? And it took the love of it out of it for me. And I got to a point where I decided, no, I'm going to make the music that I love and that I believe in. And I mean, to tell the stories that I want to tell and um, I'm just going to do it for the love. And if it does well, then it does well. And if it doesn't, then I will still enjoy making the music. <laughs> I love it. I love the attitude. So now the question is, how was it received? Did the people say, like it's country, speak about Jesus, no problem. How was it received? So far, very well. Yeah, I think, I think it's relatable and it's real. And um, I think that's what people are looking for. It feels positive. It's a lacquer song. It's one of those that you can play. It doesn't matter where it's played, in a restaurant or wherever. It's got that that positive, happy feeling to it. So um, congratulations. I think you did very well with the song. Um, and to me, that's Thank wonderful, you. especially if you now mentioned the name of Jesus. It's to me the only name that could actually help. <laughs> in life and if that's the yes. one name you, you sort of not say just because you're so scared you did it fearlessly and I was very proud of you in when I heard that as well but still on Christian stations it's still a song about James it's about a guy it's you know but you're a Christian living life and and experiencing yeah. it as a Christian was that the point of the song? I, I wouldn't say that I went into this writing process with that in mind. Um, when I write a song, it just kind of falls out of me, <laughs> the story. Um, but, I mean, that's how the song came to be. Like you say, I am still just a normal person doing normal people things. But Jesus is a part of my life and a part of every part of my life. Um, and so that's how the song just naturally is a very natural process. And that's how it came to be. Okay, let's talk about this this God that you serve. Um, if you had to introduce him to someone who doesn't know him at all as a person, not as a concept or as a principle or anything like that, um, in life, as you live life, there's obviously parts of him that stand out to you more 
if in life at this moment you need his patience more, that's gonna that's what's gonna you know tickle you, and that when you worship, that's gonna impress you most. His sense of humor, his romance, his I don't know, his I don't know in, uh, any any character part of him. Which would you say stands out for you most at the moment, and why? I think what I love about God is he is what you need and who you need him to be in that moment. And I don't mean what you think you need or what you want. I mean, when you're going through a troubling time, he's peace, just complete peace. You can just go into his presence and you can experience complete and utter peace that surpasses all understanding when you at a time when you shouldn't be feeling peaceful um, by worldly standards. And when you get good news, he is joy. I mean, you can close your eyes right there. You didn't even have to close your eyes, but you can share in that joy with him. I mean, when that's that's what I do. And I got engaged. I spoke to God probably for two days straight to say, wow, I can't believe I'm engaged. And it felt like Yay! he was rejoicing with me. Yeah. And whatever you need, whether you need a shoulder to cry on, whatever you need in that moment, whether it's good or a good day or a bad day, he is that. He is that ultimate friend who is always there. He's never distracted or preoccupied. When you need him, he's there. Um, you have his full attention at all times. Um, just the ultimate friend and the ultimate father. Mm, I love that answer. No one's given me that answer. Yes, and I've, I've been asking <laughs> it for years for every single guy that I speak to. I love that. I love the the body of Christ and the different angles we have on God because of where we are in life at that moment. Yeah. It's just fascinating that you see something that I don't because of where you're at at the moment. Okay, so we want people to follow you. We want people to know when you've got new songs and if you've got something to say to have some more influence. So I want to send people to all of your connection points. Where do they connect with you so i'm on instagram as at millie.bird i'm on facebook as melindy burden so that's b-u-r-d-e-n and then i'm also on tiktok as music by melindy so melindy is m-a-l-i-n-d-i all right and you said a website my website is also just melindy burden if you google that it should come up Wonderful. Right. So we're going to listen to your song. And I want to ask you, when we listen to the song, what's the message that you want me to get? I think what what was going through my mind writing the song was that I um, I think that the bottom line of the song is sometimes you look back on something and you realize you were stupid. <laughs> you did something stupid. All the signs are there. And, and uh, Jesus knew, but he... He let you go through that storm because, and he was sleeping in the boat because he knew you were safe. You know, he knew that storm was never going to take you down. And and you can sometimes can look back on a situation and say, "Oh my goodness, I, God, I'm I was so stupid, but you knew." And and there's comfort in that. <laughs> I like the picture. That's why he was sleeping. He knows we're fine. He says he's not stressing. <laughs> right there. Yeah. Okay. You're going to find her on the internet. Uh, Melindy Burden. M-A-L-I-N-D-I. Burden as in a burden that you put on a donkey. That burden. B-U-R-D-E-N. Um, and all the different That's places. The and then you get, uh, you're going to look for it. The song's called James. And it sounds like this.